I begin today by acknowledging the Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung and Bunurong people of the Kulin Nation, where we have recorded the Katha Project. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and future. I extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. I would also like to acknowledge my own elders, my mother especially, who has spent hours telling me the stories that I am sharing. I give thanks to the elders of my culture who have passed down these kathas through generations so that we may have our traditions and values as our compass. Namaskaram and welcome back to the Katha Project. It's been a couple of weeks since our last katha as I was on a break and was out of town. So thank you for your patience. Today's story is one that is very much anticipated by so many people. It's the first part of the Ramayana, which is the story of the seventh, and personally, my favourite avatar, Lord Rama. I will narrate this katha over a few episodes, as I want to be able to do justice to the story. However, the Ramayana is a very, very long story, with many little stories within it. This time round, I will narrate the main storyline and in the future, we'll come back and do more of the little stories that are within the Ramayana to build on the main Katha. There were a few authors and versions of the Ramayana, including Valmiki, Kamban and Tulasidas. For our purposes, I will mainly refer to Valmiki's version of the story. Today's episode will be the birth of Lord Rama and his first adventures. Enjoy listening. Thousands of years ago, there was a kingdom called Kosala. The capital city of that kingdom was Ayodhya. The city of Ayodhya can still be visited today and is in the modern-day state of Uttar Pradesh in northern India. Kosala was a thriving kingdom and its people were among the happiest in the entire country. This was because their king, Dashrath Maharaj, a descendant from the lineage of Suryavamsa, was kind, generous and brave. He ensured that everyone in his kingdom had plenty of everything they needed. Dashrath Maharaj also kept the kingdom safe from enemies that may try to attack their city and had the greatest army of soldiers and warriors. Everyone in Ayodhya was content and happy, except for one person. The king himself had everything he could possibly imagine, except for a child. He did not have an heir to the throne of Ayodhya, and as he grew older, he started worrying about who might rule the kingdom after him. With the advice from his gurus, Dashrat Maharaj asked Rishi Rishyasringa to perform the Putrakameshti Yagna so that he would be blessed with a child. In those days, these Yagnas or Pujas were not a simple matter. They would last weeks, sometimes even months, and would involve thousands of people. It was usually performed outside of the main city boundaries so that they could set up large tents for people to stay and eat. The king would arrange for thousands of people to be fed with delicious three-course meals. It would mean people would sing and dance in the night and perform serious pujas during the day. 
hundreds of rishis and brahmins would perform these pujas and Dashrath Maharaj would sit with them with the deep hope as he prayed that he would be blessed with a child. After many weeks of the puja, the Lord of the Fire, Agni, rose from the Yajnakundam, which is the Holy Fire. Dashrath Maharaj and all who were at the puja were stunned by the brightness and beauty of Agni. In his hands, Lord Agni held a golden bowl, which was filled with the sweetest paisam. Paisam is a dessert that's made with milk and sugar and nuts and dried fruits. It's one of the yummiest foods to eat. Lord Agni handed Dashrat Maharaj the bowl of paisam and said, Dear King, I am very happy with how you have performed the Putrakameshti Yagna. Give this paisam to your wives and they will be blessed with children. Now thousands of years ago, kings would not just have one wife and one queen. Sometimes they had more than one queen. And Dashrat Maharaj had three wives and their names were Kausalya, Sumitra and Kaikeyi. When he received the paisam, Dashrat Maharaj distributed it between his three queens. Queen Kausalya had half of the paisam. Queen Sumitra drank half of what was left. Queen Kaikeyi then drank half of what was left. And the small amount remaining was given to Queen Sumitra once again. As all of this was happening in Ayodhya, in Devalok, the Devas were getting very agitated because the second birth of Jaya and Vijaya had also occurred and they were born on earth as Ravana and Kumbhakarna. Do you remember who Jaya and Vijaya are? That's right, they were the gods of Lord Narayana who were cursed to be born as Asuras because they disrespected Rishis who visited Vaikuntam. As Ravana and Kumbhakarna, they had began their terrible behaviour by tormenting people on earth. And Ravana started threatening Indra that he would take over Devlok. Ravana, who was the king of Lanka, was a great devotee of Lord Brahma and through his deep meditation, he had been granted a boon. He had asked that no god, no Gandharva or celestial being or even Asura should be able to defeat him. Having had the boon granted, he was now threatening Indra, knowing that he could not do any harm to Ravana. When Lord Narayana was approached by the gods in Vaikuntam, he assured them that he would be born as a man with no godlike powers and defeat Ravana. And so, as the queens of Ayodhya drank the paisam, Lord Narayana decided to take the avatar as Rama. In due time, Kausalya, Sumitra and Keikei gave birth to four adorable baby boys. Queen Kausalya had Rama, the avatar of Lord Narayana. Queen Sumitra had twins, Lakshmana and Shatrugna, as she had taken the paisam twice. Queen Keikei had Bharat. Dashrath Maharaj was filled with joy that he had been blessed with children and knew that Ayodhya would be secure in the hands of his firstborn, Rama. The four boys grew up to be magnificent, handsome and extremely talented. In those days, 
the princes were taught the 64 kalas or art forms and 14 vidyas or sciences some of these art forms include geeta which is singing nritya and natya which is dance and theatrics and even aindra which is juggling and among the 14 vidyas are arthashastra which means the science of how to rule a kingdom dhanurveda which is the science of archery or bow and arrow gandharva veda which is the science of singing dancing and acting and ayurveda which literally translate to the science of life and that is where so many of our ancient medicines come from rama lakshmana shatrughna and bharat became masters of the arts and sciences and the people of ayodhya loved them so much they thought no king could be as great as dashrath maharaj but seeing prince rama's talent honesty kindness and bravery they loved him even more than they loved dashrath maharaj one day vishwamitra maharishi came to the palace of ayodhya vishwamitra was a very powerful rishi he was known to have amazing knowledge of the vedas but he was also known for his anger vishwamitra maharishi came to ayodhya and the palace of dashrath maharaj to ask him for a favor hearing that the rishi was on his way dashrath maharaj arranged for a grand welcome for the sage and went to the palace entrance himself to bring vishwamitra inside when the rishi was welcomed in dashrath maharaj gave him a grand seat to sit on washed his feet as he would have walked a long distance without a car or a bus or even a horse to arrive he offered the rishi water to drink and a grand feast he then said it is a true honor for such an accomplished rishi to visit my palace how can i help you whatever you command i shall obey Hearing these words Vishwamitra Maharishi was extremely happy as Dashrath Maharaj had agreed to whatever the sage may ask before he knew what was needed The rishi explained to the king my ashram is deep within the Dhandaka forest and I am performing a very important puja which is taking many months to complete However there are some rakshasas who are disturbing my rituals every day A puja is so sacred and we must only use the purest of items but these rakshasas have been throwing in blood and bones of animals and have been making it impossible to conduct the puja in peace we could easily curse these rakshasas but it would be a waste of all our tapas and hard work dear dashrata i need your help to remove these terrible asuras from the forest please send with me your eldest son rama to do so upon hearing the last words from vishwamitra dashrath maharaj was immediately filled with fear how could he send rama his most precious young son into the wild and dangerous dandaka forest to fight the asuras he was just a boy dashrath maharaj bowed down his head in sadness 
and quietly replied, I am so very sorry to hear that you are facing so much trouble. However, I cannot send Rama with you. Dashat Maharaj continued quickly, I will send my mightiest army, my most skilled warriors, not one, but ten thousand men to fight those Asras. You can keep them with you so that you will never face troubles again. But please, not my son Rama. Hearing the king's words, Vishwamitra Maharishi immediately got extremely angry. His eyes went red. And he stood tall and mighty. His voice boomed out, Dashrata, what a disgrace to the Kshatriya clan you are. How can a king make a promise that he shall obey any request and then go back on his word? That is not the honorable way of a king. I will ask one more time. Will you send Rama with me? It felt as though... The entire palace and the ground beneath them was shaking as Vishwamitra spoke. But it wasn't the king that spoke next. Vashishta Maharishi, who was Dashrat Maharaj's guru, came to the king and gently spoke. Dashrata, Vishwamitra is one of the greatest rishis in the land. He will protect Rama at all costs. And it will greatly benefit Rama to be under his guidance. In fact, send Lakshmana with him also. Let them both learn how to be warriors and protect their citizens. Hearing his guru's response, Dashrat Maharaj finally agreed to send Rama and Lakshmana with Vishwamitra Maharishi. He called his two sons and explained to them the task that lay ahead. Now, imagine if your dad or mum came to you and asked you to do something so scary and dangerous. In fact, when your dad or mum ask you to clean your room, what's the first thing you say? No, mum, no dad later. I'm playing with my toys. Isn't that what you say? But what do you think Rama said? He bowed down to his father and Vashishta Maharishi and said, Bless me, father and guru, as I will be taking my first mission to protect my kingdom. Whatever you wish me to do is my command, and I will leave immediately with Vishwamitra Maharishi to fulfill this task. Without hesitation, Rama and Lakshmana took up their bow and arrow and left with the Maharishi into the dark and scary Dhandaka Forest. So, what happens next? Who are these Asuras that are disturbing the Puja in the forest? How will Rama and Lakshmana defeat them? Next time, we will continue the story of Rama. In the meantime, maybe you can try and listen to mom and dad as soon as they ask you to do something, just like Rama did. Do you think you can do that? Have a go. Namaskaram.